it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. This is a production of ITM Media. Yes, we are here live from the ITM Media studio, as well as Charlie and Austin from South Alabama. Once again, I'm Matt Beamer alongside Austin Reeves, Charlie Herkus. Gentlemen, how's it going? How was your weekend? It's going good. I had a real good weekend watching racing. I uh, started building a uh, box for my simulator off Rimatech. I bought the plans. Remotech. Remotech, not, not a sponsor yet, and not like that. Should be as much money as I've spent with. I, I have spent a lot of money on Remotech as well, and that's a lot. Re- of, that's an expensive site for sim gear. Remotech, Remotech. There we go. Well, I Remotech. bought one of their DIY simulators and started sure building. It's got a C in it for sure. Anyway, had sure a great weekend. That's good, man. Uh, Charlie, how was your weekend? Yeah, uh, good weekend. Had a lot of fun. Great family time this weekend. Still tried to watch racing. Um, I, if y'all had Kelsey on Snapchat, she even put a picture of me on Snapchat saying we're on vacation and he's still watching the race. And that was me laying in a hotel bed watching a truck race. Can't get away. Well, you, you, you can take me away from racing, but you can't take racing out of me wow. for the most part. So, But we, we were at the Great Wolf Lodge you know, in, in LaGrange, Georgia. Uh, amazing place. Had a fantastic time. I, I know my daughter, Emma, and her friend, JC, had a phenomenal time as a matter of fact i I was told earlier that jc's still wearing her little wolf ears that you get she was still wearing them all day today even when they went out in the public uh i I know she had a good time emma has even asked uh, to go back wednesday night with just me and emma and i hate to tell her i'm not uh, that's probably not gonna happen but (laughs) uh you know if anybody ever gets a chance to go i i would highly recommend going it's an indoor water park all that kind of fun stuff and it's super kid friendly like we literally just told emma and jc not to go in a wave pool and not to go in the lazy river without us other than that they walked up steps rode the tube slides back down by themselves so they, they had a great time i had a great time everybody that we went with as far as kelsey and her family and everything Everybody had a phenomenal time, so great weekend. Nice, man. Well, I, I was on a vacation myself. My wife and I went up to Mars Hill, North Carolina. We went to stay with her aunt and uncle at their mountain house. So, Margaret and Dudley, if you're listening, thank you for allowing us into your house. Really do appreciate it. And it was the first time in four months that we spent time away from our daughter. So, we went to Johnson City, Tennessee, and we went to this 
restaurant called Labels up there. And if you ever get a chance to go to Johnson, Tennessee, Tennessee, it's a it's a college down at East Tennessee State University town. Go there when school's not in because there was no traffic whatsoever in Eastern Tennessee when we went. We went to this place called Labels, and it was a microbrewery, and they brewed their own beer. So Caroline and I got a few flights of beer. I drank a few pints of beer. Then we went to another brewery called Tennessee Hills where we tried their whiskey and stuff at their distillery at another location, but this one had a brew. So we had more flights, and then on our way back, we stopped in this little no-name town in Tennessee and drank a beer at the bar there. So we got home. We said we'd be gone for about three hours, and we'd be gone for six hours. Yeah, so you heard it here first. Baby number two's on the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you do it at once, and you ain't got to worry about having another That's very true. That's true. One time, done with it. I mean, lucky you, Austin, but I I would say we had a great time. The weather was great up there. We When we got up there to Tennessee – the, the weather was just beautiful. They said it's going to be hot today, and it was in the low 80s. Perfect. I'll take it. it. It was quite wonderful, the fact that we had that opportunity to do that. It was great. But glad everybody's doing well here as far as you and Austin, Charlie. And I want to just say a quick shout-out to Jason Reeves, who won this weekend, I guess, uh, what, bracket racing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he nice. might have won, but... Uh, this weekend was the one-year anniversary of me uh, beating him. So if you want to talk about that, I'll be more than glad to well, Let's talk about that it. real quick uh, because we got someone uh, supposed to be coming on here <laughs> named uh, Jeremy Smith from Dillon Motor Speedway going to pitch something here. But let's go ahead and talk about the uh, one-year anniversary there, Austin. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's always a, a dream of a father and son battling it out, duking it out. Uh, growing up, me and dad would always go head-to-head. We have a love-hate relationship. We can be... Loving each other one minute and headlock the next. Last year, uh, we had okay. a record race So, come Jason, up. Jason's your dad? Yes, sir. Jason okay. is my dad. Okay, I was just making sure. Yeah, don't tell everybody that, though. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he started being a little cocky. He was, he was a little big for his britches. He just started smack, talk, stalking smack. and yeah, both, um, both of them were having a good night that night. I pulled up to the shop Friday night, the day before the race, walked right into our shop, and he pops off. Smacks a hundred dollars on the hood of his car and says, "I got you first round." Okay, and did, I was driving re- a buddy. Of, did you return the favor and smack a hundred dollars in and said, "Bet taken"? Oh yeah, put your money where your mouth is. All right. So I was driving a buddy of ours, Mister Jerry Turner's uh, drag truck. He's like a second granddad to me, and it just so happened to work out where me and Dad ran first round. And in the staging lanes, that Dad's the type of person, and this is where I get it from. He he's gonna get in your head. And he was just trying to get in my head. And, he, and to this day, he said, he'll said he tell you, no, I wasn't trying to get in your head. And he was just kept on and kept on and kept on. I was like, all right, well, hey, let's strap in. Let's see what happens. Do my burnout. And I was like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Well, I turn and look at him, and he's hanging out his window like this. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm your, I'm your son. You're not supposed to be doing that. We, like, apologize. That's, that's we apologize for the uh, jester there. Austin Reeves will be fined. <laughs> oh, sorry. We are live on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, just FYI. He was, he was telling me I was number one. Sorry about that. It's too so, late now. You've already done it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so, up there again. Right? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. So, so we, I leave, and he leaves, and about half track, I, I look, and I'm like, I got you, buddy. I got you. Whiff on a couple times. They don't have no wind lights at Cottonwood Dragway. Pull around. He's in front of me. 
and I get that uh, time slip, and it says winter left lane, and I was grinning ear to ear. Like, I had been dreaming of this day since I was a little kid, and I was not going to let him live it down. So for about probably six months, I'd call him once every week just, just to let him know, that, hey, I beat you first round. And this weekend was a one-year anniversary, and I sent him a text, made a Facebook post, and I think I posted it on Twitter. Okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah. All that I'm not. Yeah, I'm not they, they, so there was uh, just crap talking galore for the past year, because you know, Austin's got a, like a list of people he wants to beat, and you know it's got his daddy on there, it's got Jeff on there, it's got Jerry on there, it's got uh, Dustin on there. I'm, I'm checking. Funny. I'm checking them off one by one. Right. So hey, man, that's good. Well, one person he won't ever beat down the drag strip is probably going to be me. Only yeah. for the fact I probably won't ever have a ride to go down the street. But anyway, yeah, that's a fair question. That's a, that's uh, a fair Jerry, Jerry has told me I'm gonna run his truck here soon. So all right, I just I just stick to beating you around the round track. That's that's good with me too. Yeah. Oh bummer. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm glad everybody's doing well. I'm glad. Hope everyone's doing out there. Whether you're watching us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, or listening to us on your regular podcast platform, or on Burns Radio. Really do appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoyed last week's episode where we went down the rabbit hole. We had fun that episode. If you missed it, go back and check it out either on YouTube or your regular podcast platform. But now we get into our, before we get going here, we get into our question of the week, which was, should NASCAR forego the single lug nut and redesign the wheel to fit five lug nuts? I'm going to start off with one of you two, unless you guys want me to go yeah, first. I, I'll, I'll go first on this All one. All right, what's up? I was against it really and truly coming into the season. But after this past weekend, you know, I, I've said from the, the get-go that, you know, it's, it's the team's fault that these aren't staying on. I, I don't think it's a design issue. Now, it may be a design issue to where they they can't get it off sometimes. But, Matt, me and you were FaceTiming during the end of the race last night, and NBC really went into detail, more detail than I've seen yet, as far as how – this lug nut design works. We all knew there was little splines that the wheel had holes in the back of it and it had to line up with the spline. Well, on the end of that hub, on the end of that nose is a locking mechanism that is easy to tell unless you're getting in a hurry whether that little red locking detail pops up or stays down. If it stays down, it means you ain't got it tight. If it pops up, you're good. I wasn't a fan of it, but I, I'm quickly becoming a fan of the single wheel. So I, I say stay with it. Once you figure out, you know, a little bit of the sidewall issue, maybe stay with the single lug, but go to a slightly smaller rim to get more of a sidewall tire. You know, maybe that's something they can think of or, or, or run around the engineer's heads. I, I like it. I say keep it. All right. I'm going to hold you off right there because we got uh, someone in the bullpen right now for a baseball term. We got Jerry Smith going to be coming on here to pitch something that he wanted to pitch as far as street stock racing for the Dillon Motor Speedway here. So I'm going to bring Jerry on here. And hey, hey Jerry, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our Charles Hutto Memorial Race that we're going to have at Dillon Motor Speedway on July 9th. Uh, Charles Hutto was a big-time supporter of racing, and he was a racer. 
He sponsored classes at Concord Motorsports Park and Dillon Motor Speedway. He sponsored cars at multiple tracks. Uh, and he was a street stock racer himself. We lost Charlie last August due to a, a massive heart attack. And because of his support uh, that he had for racing, uh, I was Charles Cru- uh, crew chief for about 10 years. So I wanted to, uh, to do something in his honor. So I reached out to Ron Barfield last December and kind of pitched an idea to him. And he said, let's go with it. Let's make it happen. So uh, on July 9th, 75 lap street stock race, Mid-Atlantic Street Stock Series, the Ron Barfield's touring series that he has. Uh, Man, we're going to have cars for everywhere. Now, Ron pays $1,500 to win this race. But I have went out and got lap sponsors, and I have over $3,000 raised in lap sponsorship to go along with what Ron Barfield normally pays. We have a $300 pole award. We have a $200 halfway award. Uh, we sold every lap, and most laps we sold them twice, some even three and four times. Uh, we have a hard charger award. We have the Father's Travel Award. We have a hard luck award. Just, you know, all kinds of things to try to spread some money out throughout the field to help everybody out. And we just want to do this in Charles's honor. His family's going to be there. A lot of his co-workers is going to be out there to track. Charles's grandchildren is going to give the command to, to start engines. Uh, so I look for a lot of uh, moisture in the air coming from people's eyes. Uh, on that night uh, because, like I say, everybody that was in racing that was around Dillon Motor Speedway or Concord Motorsports Park before it shuts down, everybody knows who Charles Hutto is. You know, uh, he was general manager at Town & Country Ford for 35 years, and right before he passed away, he bought into a Dodge dealership, something to try to help his uh, children uh, to have something to, to move on to when, when something when he did pass away. And unfortunately, we did lose him last August. And I just want to come on in any place I could put the word out about this race. You know, I've got contacts, people's contacting me about this race from, you know, Wisconsin, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, all kinds of people want to come and support this race because with the $3,000 that we got raised in lap money and the $1,500 that Ron Barfield pays to win this race, I'm telling you, this could be one of the biggest street stock payouts on the East Coast. I follow Dylan on social media and whatnot, and y'all have like a New Year's bash there, which is a pretty big street stock race in itself. So, you know, if it if it matches anything like that, I, I expect it to be a, a, a pretty big turnout and a, a really great race because, you know, street stock, if I'm not mistaken, that's that's really y'all's biggest class, and that that's probably the most entertaining class at that track for sure. You're exactly right, guys. You know, Ron has anywhere from 40 to 50 cars for uh, the New Year's Bash Race show up. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we had that many cars uh, on July 9th there. Uh, And a lot of them, you know, they told me, hey, we're coming just to support Hutto, man. You know, we wouldn't normally travel this far for that kind of race. But, you know, like I say, Charles supported and sponsored so many different cars and divisions along the way. They just want to come in support of, of Charles because they know what kind of person he was, what kind of heart uh, he had, and his involvement in racing. Charles will give you anything you had. If we had a spare in the trailer uh, and someone come and needed it, Charles give it to him. It's just that simple. And it was, you know, if we loaned him a transmission, it wasn't you got to take transmission out tonight and give it back to us. It's like, hey, next time you see us, get us the transmission back. You know, that's just the kind of person he was. He didn't care if you were from, from Wisconsin and you borrowed a transmission or you borrowed a gear. If you wanted to ship it back, that's fine. If not, next time we saw you at the racetrack somewhere, he'd get his piece of equipment back. 
And and that's that was just the type of person he was. And you know, I, I miss my bud. He was my best friend. Uh, we talked every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, we both was thirty minutes from home from our jobs. We both would call our wives, tell our wives we were on our way home, and then me and him would talk for twenty five minutes on that ride home, Monday through Friday, every day. Uh, and I missed that phone call. It's you know, last year was kind of rough. I lost my dad in July. I lost my best friend in August. So I had a, a rough couple months there. Uh, and I, I just wanted to do this, and that's why I reached out to Ron and told him what my idea was. And we got a couple other uh, things that may be in the works that we probably won't announce till race day. I'm just gonna say this: this could very well be the biggest payout for an asphalt street stock race anywhere on this side of Mississippi. Well, that, that's really impressive, Jerry. And I'm glad you're doing this for your friend who sounds like he did a lot. And unfortunately, I don't know much about Charles here. And, you know, that, and I think that's kind of a, a travesty, it sounds like. It is. And, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that his family, uh, I reached out to them uh, after I talked to Ron and, and made sure they was okay with this. And, you know, they just, they think it's great to be able to, to do something. Uh, none of them's been to the racetrack since he passed away. This will be the first time any of them has made it back to a racetrack. So, they, like I said, there's they's going to be a few tears that day. But, again, we just want to support Charles. And, you know, Ron Barfield, you know, he's, he's a great promoter. He's a former racer, track owner. His mom, his dad, his wife, his kids, everybody works at the racetrack there. Uh, so it's a true family type event. So what a better place to put that on. Charles's last race he won, I went through and did a little bit of research. The last race that he won was a memorial race for a guy that had a heart attack at the racetrack. And Charles died of a heart attack. So, you know, it's kind of fitting to, to be able to do that at a place that he won his very last race for and a memorial race. Well, I'm certain, I'm certainly glad that you took the opportunity to come on the show and, and pitch this event here. It's going on July 9th, you said, at Dillon Motor yes, Speedway? All right. Yes, sir. So anybody out there wants to go see a good street stock race and for a good cause and a good memory, July 9th is the place to be at Dillon Motor Speedway. And, and I'm still taking lap sponsors. If you want to buy a lap, we're starting out at $25 a lap, but you can buy whatever you want. I've got people bought two and $300 worth of laps. You can hit me up on my Facebook page. Uh, I also have a Charles Hutto Memorial Facebook page. You can hit me up on there. Uh, and Matt, if not, if somebody reaches out to you, you know how to get a hold of me. Tell them to, to shoot them on over to me. You know, we'll take uh, sponsors, uh, lap sponsors all the way up until the day before the event. Sounds good. I'll definitely, uh, and definitely send me the information, and I will definitely post it on our social media to get the word out there, Jerry. I uh, sure will. And, guys, I appreciate you taking some time and uh, letting me be here on y'all's show. Uh, it really means a lot to, uh, for me to be able to get out and try to promote this. I've been doing radio shows for the last couple weeks. Uh, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, every place that I could find it, somebody would let me come on board and talk a little bit. As you can see, I'm kind of shy. I don't like talking and everything, but I, you know, I just wanted to, uh, to try to put this out every place I possibly could. I got a couple more shows uh, rest of this week and a couple next week. And you guys that just doing the bo- podcast now, man, y- y'all guys are great allowing me to come on board and do stuff like this. Really do appreciate it because we I, we do like supporting the local short track, especially in, in my backyard here in South Carolina. really do want to get the word out there. And by all means, uh, it sounds like you have decades in racing. We, we definitely would – would like to have you on. I know you're a little shy, you said, but I definitely like to have you on. I'm sure you have some good stories and tales yeah. about racing. People, people like uh, you know Charles Hunter there are getting uh, fewer and far in between these days. Me and Austin was just talking about a uh, you know a guy that, at, matter of fact, runs street stocks. You know, Kenston and Montgomery. Uh, his name is Charles. He'd give you the shirt off his back if he could, if he could or if he needed to. And like I said, unfortunately, people like that are fewer and far in between these days. It's sad to see, and, and that's what the sport's coming to. Definitely get out, support your local tracks. You know that that's where the roots are. That's that's where everything starts, and it starts in the series. You know, just like the street stock series and stuff like that. So I, I encourage everybody that you know is listening and can make it to. Dillon Motor Speedway, July 9th, uh, by all means, you know, show up. I'm sure it's going to be a great race. You know, I, like I tell everybody, I don't care uh, what track you go to, but get out and support your Saturday night, Friday night racetrack. Uh, we'd love to have you at Dillon July 9th, but if you can't make it to Dillon Motor Speedway, go to a racetrack somewhere and support them because if we don't have fans in the stands, we can't continue to have racing. You, you've got to have that. Most tracks are not having too much trouble getting cars at the track, but – a lot of tracks is, is struggling to get the fans in the stands. So come support you Saturday night, Friday night racetrack. Come and, and watch some good racing. Bring a friend because that friend may bring another friend next time. Next thing you know, we got great crowds back in the stands. And I know the pan- pandemic hurt us a lot uh, and brought a lot of tracks down. A lot of tracks you could go, you know, social media and stuff like that and, and watch the races. But I've always said this. A true fan that wants to watch racing is going to come to the track. It doesn't make no difference whether he can watch it on the internet or not. He's going to be there. That's your true friend. You want that true fan to bring a friend to the racetrack, and then that one may bring another one. So get out and support any racetrack you can support. I'm an asphalt guy. However, I don't care if it's if it's dirt. I don't care if it's a drag strip. I don't care what it is. I just want to see fans go out and enjoy some good racing. I couldn't agree with you more, Jerry. That was well said. I really do appreciate that and appreciate you contacting us and definitely have your number and your contact information. We'll stay in touch. And like I said, maybe have you back on the show to it's, 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 learn about your history in racing and dive more deep into that. And I'd like, I'm curious to know that kind of opened up to curiosity for me to see what you did back in at Dillon Motor Speedway. Well, I've been involved in it uh, since I was about three weeks old. I had a dad that raced, an uncle that raced, cousins that raced. So I've been around it my entire life. I even tried the driving thing, and I realized I was a little bit better working on race cars than I was driving. (laughs) That that sounds like Austin. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I give up the driving thing. I do try to sneak in one every once in a while when we're to track practice or something other. 
long as my wife don't know about it, get in and run a few laps. So. <laughs> yeah, Austin figured out he's better with a headset on rather than a helmet. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, again, I appreciate you letting hey, me no come problem. on here and support this. Uh, no it really means a lot. And uh, uh, reach out to me sometime, guys. Uh, I'd love to come on board and uh, talk a little uh, racing. He's nothing like some good bench race talk. Uh, uh, yep. Anytime you guys want me on there, just let me know. Definitely will, Jerry. Appreciate it. We'll get the word out as much as we can about July 9th at Dillon Motor Speedway. Thank you, guys. Hey, no problem, Jerry. All right. Well, that was Jerry Smith. Make sure uh, we I'll post all of his information on there about the memorial race coming up here on our podcast platform and all of our social media coming up here. And I might even try to make it up there July 9th. Maybe I could bring the wife in. Maybe this will be Maury's first chance to experience racing. And why? what better way to do it than at the local short track at Dillon Motor Speedway? <laughs> As long as you're at Kinston, July 23rd. TBD. Anyway. That's what I figured. <laughs> my am. Oh, my goodness. We'll let you, we'll let you spot. Okay. I'll, give it, I'll give it the headset. Okay. We'll, we need to let him call a corner because last time he spotted for me, I only ran about three laps before I had to park it. <laughs> yeah. So. The last communication I heard from Charlie was, I've lost power. It's like, okay, bring it in. Bring it in. Clear. Okay, that was yeah, my spot. I've had a couple of them that races my, with Charlie. But now we get to our uh, now we get to Austin's uh, answer to the question of the week: Should NASCAR re-engineer the wheel for five lug nuts or just keep it at one? What do you think, Austin? They can keep it. Uh, NBC really went into depths on how it actual works. Actually works. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, if they do want to change it, I don't think it'd be too hard. It's a common style rim, I guess you could say. And if you look at most modern vehicles that ride around town. They have some funky designs in their five lug or six lug. But for me, I'd I say keep it. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, after NBC, you and I talked about this before the show, Austin. The way they explained it, why couldn't Fox explain it like that? Because, yeah, I no. mean, either I didn't do enough research into the single lug nut to realize that there was a locking mechanism, or I missed it anywhere between the Daytona 500 and Sonoma that Fox said, yeah, there's a locking mechanism in there. Because it's like, how do these wheels keep failing? I mean, it's yeah, got to be the lug nut. We we all three knew that there was one hole and like 18 holes in the back of the rim uh, with six different little studs sticking off the hub or the rotor or whatever for everything to line up. But right. none of us knew about a locking mechanism. Yeah. and Up, it, up until, up until I, I, 10 o'clock. My time last night. Up until Steve Letard said, hey, there's a locking mechanism. It's like, oh, that changes everything. Now, I mean, the way I see it now, NASCAR has traditionally been a five-off, five-on. I mean, you still get it in the truck series. You still get it in the Xfinity series. But you don't get it in the the cup series. And And I think that's kind of sadder than the numbers being moved because you're used to, I mean, pre race, you're used to just hearing those air guns just scream on pit road while teams are getting them prepped up for the race. I personally miss that. I missed the five flug nuts, and I, I think because NASCAR sees the fandom of Formula One rides and IndyCar being stable, I mean, just that single lug nut, I mean, I think they kind of went to it in that. But if you wanted to keep it as, kind of as, as stock as you can, what what car has five lug or one lug nut? Usually it's a minimum of four. I'll say this. I think there's less room for error on the one, the single lug nut than there is with five. You see pit road times all over the place now, anywhere from 9 seconds to 12 seconds. Uh, I think the average that we were seeing last night is about 10 seconds for four-tire stop and fuel. But, man, if, if you struggled the least little bit, I mean, it, it puts a lot more on these pit crews, I think, doing a single lug 
and it makes things a whole lot more interesting. I mean, we, we saw who I think it was Denny Hamlin have multiple issues with, I think, the right front or something last night. And it's cost everything. It cost Suarez. Suarez had a top five car easy, but he just couldn't get back to the front after a pit road issue. I like the single lug nut only for the fact of less room for error on pit road. And you pay a tall price if you make an error. Yep. And you pay an even taller price should if that it goes wheel off. come off. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's kind of self policing. You make a great point. I like it only for that. I mean, they took away from the tradition point of view with the five off five on i'm kind of disappointed about that but there's really nothing i can do i'm sure i'm sure if they really wanted to they can engineer five lug nuts on there and it'd be fine but they went from steel to aluminum they they did a whole lot of things and i mean i'm 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 sure that wheel could handle five lug nuts it doesn't have to be one lug nut that's just me i'm not an engineer but you bring up a great point charlie but let us know what you think using hashtag what you think itm for our question of the week not just for this week but for next week's question of the week which we'll get to at the end of the show and you guys ready to cover nashville in the srx series Let's, let's make it happen let's do it Before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to tell everyone out there, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing or now your over 100th time of listening to Rambling About Racing, about our online store at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest Rambling About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, and so much more. And since we use discount code MOTHER in honor of Mother's Day, I figure it would be appropriate to use discount code FATHER for 10% off for the month of June at Teespring and Bonfire, where, again, you can find your latest Ramblin' About Racing gear and throwback in the Marvels gear. So head over to ramblinaboutracing.com. Links will be under the Stores tab, or links will be in the podcast description as well as the YouTube description below. Go check them out, and you'll look good in it as well, whether you're at your local short track or the high glamour lights of Daytona, Talladega, or Formula One or Indy tracks. Again, 10% off using discount code FATHER through the month of June. So the... Nashville race, we're going to start off with the truck. We're going to start off in Nashville and then go to SRX. The truck series race, Ryan Priest won. Congratulations. Second year in a row that he's won in the truck series. And what's crazy about it, the positions one, two, three, Ryan Priest, Zane Smith, and Carson Hosovar. Hosovar. Hosovar, my bad, started in the same place that they finished. But, gentlemen, initial thoughts on the race. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you for the Xfinity truck and srx races i caught the highlights but there's one incident in the truck race i wanted to bring up to you guys since you guys are racers but what, what do you guys think of the truck race i only caught like the last couple of laps um i honestly if I, I forgot about it i caught the like literally tail end like maybe five laps all right what about you charlie yeah I, I guess you just admitted when you were there at uh the water park there in georgia yeah, I, like you were watching it. i watched i watched the majority of it uh you know Great racing at times, but man, it just ain't what the what I would typically want to see in a truck series. Overall, I, I thought it was a good race. I thought it was probably it was definitely better than the Xfinity race to me from what I did see of the Xfinity race. Just still, just lacking a little bit, but better than what it's been being. I'll I'll say that. Right, there was this point in the race, and again, I watched the highlights. Didn't catch the watch watch the whole thing. 
where Carson was getting blocked by John Hunter Nemechek on the backstretch. And I want to bring this up to you guys. To me, I don't know if, I, I think Charlie caught it. I don't know if you caught it, Austin. But what happened was John Hunter Nemechek was on the outside, came down what it looked like to me on Carson, and spun out John Hunter Nemechek. Now, in, in racing, is there, a, is there a code where if somebody's trying to throw a block that you let off or anything, or is, is what Carson did totally acceptable saying, you're going to drive into me and spin out? How, how far into the race was it? And what was it, Charlie? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was I, a handful of laps you know, ago. I, I'm not sure, but I don't think it matters at what point in the race. At a place like Nashville where having runs – and having momentum off the turns and stuff like that is everything. I mean, that's how the majority of the passes were made in all the series this weekend there, was having that run off the corner. You know, there, there's a time and a place to block. I, I, I feel like, you know, he made that move a little too late. Right. And he paid the price for it. I, if you're, if you're going to block somebody, you're going to take the chance of getting a bumper laid to you a little bit harder than what you – Thought. And then if you come across the nose of them and you spin out, then you, you, made, you made a stupid block. I'm sorry. Right. That's so I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of Carson Hosevar by no means, but it wasn't his fault. No, it didn't seem like that to me. It seemed like that was John Hunter Nemechek's fault trying to throw a block. If he was, in fact, trying to throw a block, he could have just came down onto Carson and not – you know, I'm, I'm sure the spotter went inside. I wasn't listening to the spotter communication, but I'm sure the spotter said something like, hey, he's right there, heads up, and got spun out. I mean, that, that stuff happens a lot more than people think. I mean, it, it happens a few times throughout the season. I've seen it a handful of times in my 20-plus years of watching NASCAR. So it isn't anything new, but, I mean, we see it in the Cup Series where, and back in the day where, especially on restrictor plates, where people would block Kozlowski, and he said, I'm not – I'm not going to lift anymore for you. You block me, you're, you're going to get wrecked. I was actually going to use that as a as an example that, you know, Brad Kozlowski is one of the few, and he's not going to let up if you try to throw a block on him. Like, if he's there, he's there. He may get wrecked out with you, but he's going to prove a point. And you know, me and Austin's been in situations, even on the short tracks, that a place like Kenton, you may have the outside, and, and they come up on you more so than coming down on you. Being it's a short track, but because they think they're clear, I can't tell you how many times I've let off just to keep from putting somebody in, in the outside in the outside wall, and it's usually the same car ninety six every time. But he, he's the world's worst about people all the time are the world's worst about driving across the noses of people. So eventually, you get tired of it, and you're tired of letting up and losing so much momentum just because somebody wanted to put a stupid block. So eventually you're like, well, you're going to get the bumper if you try to block me. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't see anything wrong with that. I want to talk about an SRX series event that happened here real quick. We'll, we'll shift here to SRX that ran in South Boston here this last weekend. Again, didn't watch the race, but watched the highlights. And, one of the, and Tony Stewart won, but there was this incident involved, him and in, involving Francis Jr., Ernie Francis Jr. and Tony Stewart. What happened was Helio Castroneves spun out Paul Tracy. Back a few car lengths back, you had Ernie Francis Jr. come down on Tony Stewart. Now, there was an accident in front of him, and I want to get your guys' point of view on this too. The accident was in front of them, and it looked like the top lane was blocked, and it looked like he was Francis 
Jr. was taking evasive action going low to try to avoid what he perceived to be an accident. Now, Tony Stewart at, at the break got really upset with Ernie by grabbing him and kind of teaching him something like, you don't come down on him. He even said some comments like, I got a whole bag of dirty tricks that I can pull on these people. Don't try me. This and that. Now, I think Tony kind of overreacted a little. He, he pulled an old-school Tony Stewart there, in my opinion. I don't see what, he, what Francis did wrong in coming down on Tony Stewart, eva- avoiding an accident, avoiding what he perceived to be danger in front of him. But I want to get your guys' opinion on it, if you did see it. I hope I explained it well enough to you. It looked to me just like a racing incident, and he didn't mean to do that on purpose. But Tony Stewart took it really personally and let him know his displeasure. And, of course, when he grabbed him and Tony Stewart was schooling him, Francis wasn't going to fight back. He's just like, yes, sir, yes, sir, I get it. Yep, you're, you're right. But what do you guys think of that? I mean, I, to me, I think Tony Stewart crossed, uh, went overboard a little. The punishment didn't fit the crime, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, I, I didn't see it at first. And once they showed the replay after Tony grabbing Francis Jr., it, it just like a racing incident. He was trying not to hit Paul Tracy that spun out. Uh, I think Tony Stewart just, you know, lost his cool. Nothing. Paul, I mean, not Paul. Uh, Francis Jr. didn't do anything wrong. He was just trying to get out of the way and not hit anybody head on, damage his car. It just, Tony just happened to be there at the wrong place, wrong time. Uh, it didn't mess his car up because he went on to win. Yeah, went I just think short, I think a short fuse moment for Tony Stewart led to that. Now, if you were in Ernie Francis Jr.'s seat, I know what I would have done, but I'm curious to know what you guys would have done. Would you have just said, okay, yeah, you're right? 100%, whatever, just to defuse the situation? Or what do you said, kind of, uh, hey, man, here's the situation. This is what I saw. If you were there, my bad. I mean, you don't need to get your panties in a wad about it. Well, here's the thing about the series is they don't run spotters. They don't run spotters every race, like any race. So it's more of a drive out your mirror. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Or situation than anything. But if it's been in front of you, are you looking at your mirror? Are you looking at... What's in front of no, you? You're, you're looking it. in front of you all day. So, uh, you know, Tony definitely overreacted. I, you know, I'm not going to argue that at all. But if you're Francis. I, I think I would have stood up for myself and said, no, that's yeah, not the way it happened. I, I think you have to, and you have to explain the situation. Like, you know, look, this ain't like normal series. We don't right. have somebody just telling us where to go, you know, in a, in a wrecked situation. We're having to adjust that for ourselves, and I'm not looking anywhere else. So, right. It's a tough call. I, I guess I could see it either way, but I definitely lean more towards Francis in this situation where he, he was just trying to avoid a bigger wreck in front of him right. than sideswiping somebody or whatever. Right, and I feel like if you put your hands on me, regardless of what the situation is, like Tony Stewart did to Ernie there, that I would have bucked up a little more and said, get your hands off me before you get yeah, hurt, hurt he, old man. 
I mean, you he know? had him around the collar and was picking his whole fire suit up. That's yeah. I mean, I'm wondering. No. I, mean, I mean, Austin did that to me once. And he asked Austin how that turned out. Right. Either either Ernie Francis Junior. Either Ernie Francis Junior. <laughs> is the calmest Type C personality out there, or he just folded over to Tony Stewart. I don't think I would have taken that, especially in a series like SRX. I would have just said, you know what, Tony, screw you. You know, get your hands off me. And when you go out there, you got a whole bag of tricks. Well, guess what? Rookie's got some new ones here too, kid. You know, old man. I mean, I, I'm not going to take that. If you want to make a name for yourself, I mean, you know, go for it. If I was Ernie, I would have wrecked Tony Stewart. He wouldn't have won that race. One way yeah, or another, I, he wouldn't I, have won I that race. You could, but you can see the fear in his eyes. Like when the camera zoomed in on him, his eyes were real big, and he he was shook. Yeah, he was shook up, but. You know, probably got caught off guard to be yeah. honest with you. So that's that's what it looked like. But I agree. Don't don't come up and put your hands. Yeah, and- I mean, regardless if you get caught off guard or not. I mean, if I get caught off guard, I don't care who it is. My adrenaline's going to pump up, and now I'm like, well, we're going to fight. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll fight you. I guarantee you, he wouldn't have grabbed Paul Tracy like that. No, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have grabbed <laughs> Ryan Newman like that. No, you know, but oh, oh hey, no, Nick Newman, right? But this this scrawny little kid, probably 150 pounds, soaking wet, and Tony Stewart's not getting any skinnier. He's not getting any buffer. You know, I, I mean, he's just getting bigger. I mean, that guy's just ballooning up. But you know, I mean, you, if I, I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't have taken that. I don't care who it is, Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman. I'm like, yeah, screw you, man. You has been. That's what I would have said to him and piss him off even more. I don't care if you are the co-founder of SRX Series. I'll whoop your butt. Rather on either here on pit road in front of everybody or on the racetrack in front of everybody. But I'm a bigger talker than I am a action doer because I'm not a racer. Well, who knows what I would have done in that situation? Just saying. Hey, they probably did what Brad Kozlowski's doing back there. Just like, look, here's a beer for you and me. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. But I wanted to get your points on that. We got coming up SRX coming uh, SRX race coming up this next weekend, and, and those are a lot of fun. So. We'll give you the times and date on that. And I got to say one thing before we go on. We didn't do a preview for last week's races, and I missed a and I, I missed. Nah, a, we, I, we've we've missed out a couple of races in I, a row. I, I, I missed uh, I messed up a lot last episode. And if you if you want to have a fun little game, in, he, had drank, he had drank too much. Well, no, here's a fun game, and I'll, I'll reinvade it at the end of the show. If you could go on YouTube and find where I messed up. And tell me and write and DM us or whatever if and you just because you don't want to put it out there and you get it, I'll give you a rambling about racing t shirt. Okay, so now we're going to the Xfinity race at Nashville. To me, kind of a boring race, but Justin Allgaier winning that race, it was a pretty status quo race, if you ask me, just based on the highlights. What do you guys think of it? I didn't get to watch it, but I, I got to watch like the last. 10 laps maybe that was when all had already gotten like a five second lead and then from second to third was like another two or three seconds and i'm like this this has long green flag runs all written all over this race based off of just those last 10 laps or so i was like well this this i'm glad i missed it because that was probably a boring race to watch yeah it didn't really strike up to me did you watch it austin yeah, I watched it. It was, it was, you know, clean air was the key. Yep. All guy got out front. Only kind of cool thing was watching Sam Mayer and Gibbs go at it for a little bit, <laughs> uh, but nothing happened. So, but it wasn't the best Xfinity race I've watched this year. No, it wasn't for me either. Xfinity is kind of hit or miss. It's kind of like the truck series now. But now mm-hmm. we get to the Cup Series race, and I thought I was going to miss it. I was actually on the way home from the mountains, listening to it on MRN. 
40 laps in, red flagged the race because of lightning. So they red flagged, what, there was a delay for about an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, so it, was, the, it, was yeah. About, it was a little over an hour, just shy, just a little over an hour. So I find they were almost fixing to go back out on the track, and then another lightning strikes. They had to go back for thirty minutes more. So I finally get home. I unpack the truck and everything, and I'm watching the race now. So now we're watching the race, and then another lightning delay happened. But that time it followed by rain, so that was a more a couple hour delay. Finally got the race going. What Charlie? About ten o'clock my time, eleven or nine o'clock your time there in the central. You know, it started back. I I zoned out, so I don't know if you said something about a. Uh, the rain delay that lasted yep. for a while. That, but, yeah, it, it, I think it started back probably around 11, your time, 10, my time. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, it, it was 30 and 10. Yeah, it was late because it was after 11 before I went to bed. So It was a good race. I mean, a lot of strategy on pit road, a lot of two tires changes. Clean air was, again, the key. Kyle Busch taking that chance and taking two tires by staying out in the front clean air. And Chase Elliott took advantage and won. Charlie saw my reaction. Wasn't the happiest to see Chase Elliott win. Oh, my butt hurt. First of, all, I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't butt hurt. I could care less about Chase Elliott. I think he is right up there with the Golden Boy status of NASCAR like Dale Earnhardt Jr. was. I, I don't like him. I could care uh, less Chase about him. Chase Elliott's got a championship. Dale Earnhardt Jr. doesn't. Yeah, well, Dale Earnhardt Jr., I mean, here, here we go down a rabbit hole. I mean, Chase Elliott, to me... He won the championship in 2020. whoop de doo I, I don't care if he's the most popular driver. I think, I really think if you're NASCAR's most popular driver, it makes me cheer against you even more. I, I, I think that's just a theory of mine that I'm going to throw out there, that if you're NASCAR's most popular driver, like Dale Earnhardt was, and now Chase Elliott is, or Dale Earnhardt Jr. was, and Chase Elliott is, that I'm going to cheer against you because I don't see how he's the most popular driver. I really don't. Well, that's what I kind of talked to you about last night. And I know it went into it because he had money and because he had money or whatever. He had money and he had his dad's last name. That's the way I feel. I I understand the last name, but I got to argue where Elliot made a name for himself. Chase made a name for himself, regardless of Elliot, made a name for himself coming up through the ranks in late models and and all that. I mean, he he was winning late models, not, not because he had money, but I'd say he had talent because he was doing it at 11, 12, 13 years old. I get it. Yes, having good equipment makes a world of difference. I I, I won't argue that fact at all. But we've seen plenty of other people, Austin and me both have seen plenty of other people come to Kenston and Pensacola and Georgia and all that with top-notch equipment and get waxed. And and that's mainly because of this whole – Pay to play rides and stuff like that, and or know. or they qualify good, and then once and they, they get in, in a field they of cars, exactly. they they, they, shit their, they crap their pants and it was too late. You already said it, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, it's a world of difference just going out there practicing, being fast, qualifying, being fast, and then racing, being fast. Yeah, it, it's it's two it's two three different. You know, completely different scenarios, and you know, all, uh, Chase would go out there, you know, practice fast, qualify fast, and, and race really good. So I'm not trying to stand up for him. I, I get where you're coming from because the people you like, Hamlin, Logano, I, I can't stand either one of them. I, I, right. I don't like them. I'd rather see Kyle Busch and Truex win before I ever saw. I'd rather see Kyle Busch win every race 
before I saw Denny Hamlin or Logano ever win another race or ever race another race right. in their career. Well, I guess everybody just has their driver they like rooting against. I mean, I'm sure Chase Elliott's a great guy. I'm sure if he, we had... Well, we, I, I, I got to talk to him down at Kenston one time, and he, he was. He, he was down to earth, and that's a lot like Harrison Burton. Like, I don't know how he is now, but you, you could go up to Harrison Burton's parents whenever they'd come to Kenston and race late models. You could go up and talk with them, and, man, they'd talk to you like... Like they, the three they, of us are talking right now. They carry on a full conversation. I'm not yeah. better than you by no means. We're, we're both here enjoying racing. Right. It was just amazing. I like Harrison. I ain't got nothing against right. him. But well, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that I think I like rooting against a guy. I'm sure if I did yeah. talk to him, if I had a beer with him or, or whatnot, I'd be like, Okay, he changed my mind. I'm still going to root against you. I would still tell him straight up, man, I like rooting against you. I don't know what it is about your face. I like rooting against you. But, I mean, I don't know. It's not anything personal. It's just like Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I, I think he'd be cool to talk to, but I, I'm still going to root against yeah, you every hey, Sunday. He'd be cool to talk to, by yeah. all means, but doesn't mean I want him to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to win. I mean, I mean, thankfully, he's only won one race this season, but, you know, I, I think it's just one of those things. Everybody has those drivers. I'm sure Austin has those drivers that he just, I can't stand. And not everybody likes Chase Elliott, and not everybody likes Logano or Hamlin or... Harvick, you know, I mean, especially no, not everybody like Dale Earnhardt or Jeff Gordon or Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Uh, you had plenty of Gordon right. fans coming into when Gordon's first stepped into the series. You had plenty of fans that were, man, I am jumping on this wagon. I am yep. jumping on the Gordo wagon, and we are going to go out there and we're going to take it to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yep. And when I saw him win in 2007 at Charlotte, I mean, people were throwing beer cans at him. That's when the passion was in NASCAR. People, when people threw beer cans at the track and stopped, and that stopped happening. That's when NASCARs flipped, in my opinion. Well, but, if we're in a seat to where I can, please and don't. I don't like the person that wins. To, by gosh, oh no. I'll have the shoulder loose. Had to warm up the whole weight room. Oh, all no. you're gonna hear is. Uh, please please make sure i'm far enough away from you where it's like i don't i'm not with him you want to make me a t-shirt that says matt threw the beer can and where if i gonna say i did it i did it if if i get banned from nascar it's gonna say it was me if i get banned from nascar any nascar event because of that i am gonna sue you guys <laughs> you can't prove it was me. Well, I'm, we got it. We got it right here live to, for the world to see. So just saying that. But anyway, Chase Elliott winning the race. Uh, good run for Toyotas there. Joe Gibbs Racing has some good runs there up until the end. The final pit stop switched everything up there. Yeah, that's what made that race was that last yeah, call. It some really people did. took two. Some people took four. Chase Elliott stayed out along with. Kurt Busch and Ryan Blaney, a lot of guys stayed out and they paid the price and they and they got rewarded with that with top fives. But man, I tell you what, Toyota had a good run. Bubba Wallace, twenty three eleven, had a good run. I mean, all the Toyotas had great runs except for that last pit stop, which dropped Kyle Busch from first all the way to twenty first, and Martin Truex Jr. all the way to twenty second. Speaking of Martin Truex Jr., we were wrong. And saying that he was going to leave or predicting that he was going to leave. We kind of said, what if he leaves and he resigned with Joe Gibbs Racing for another season? Which, Charlie, you brought up a good point yesterday talking about. I want to talk about it right now. I said something to you. It's like, what does yeah. this do to Kyle Busch's mentality? Like, Danny Hamlin's got a couple of wins, but overall consistency and speed 
Kyle Busch is toting a banner for Gibbs. Now, he doesn't have the wins to show for it. I think he's got one, you know, and Denny Hamlin's got two. But Denny Hamlin doesn't run at the front consistently. We see Kyle Busch in the top ten every race, top five every race. What If you're Kyle Busch and you hear, we just re-signed, we just gave the guy, you know, in the 19 car Truex, we just gave him an extension. You know, he hasn't been performing this year, but we just gave him an extension. If you're Kyle, what, what's your mentality at right now? And I can tell you, it ain't good. Kyle's out there for himself and only himself right now. And I think at this point in time, you know, he's he's ready to tell, you know, Coach Gibbs to shove it up his butt. I think the position that Kyle Busch is in right now is a precarious one because, he, I mean, although he does have to win, he's locked into the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. He's no doubt he's going to get it passed around the 16, the round of eight, and possibly race for a championship there at Phoenix if he is getting his stuff together in the second half of the season. That question mark is still hovering over his head. Until a contract negotiation is reached with Joe Gibbs that he's going to stay there, he's going to give it, I think he's he's not going to give it any more than he does. I think he gives 110% every lap, every race. That's just Kyle. But, he, but he's not going to give that 111 by by no means. Right. It, it's sad when Toyota is backing him and on board saying, hey, we, right. we need to keep this guy. Like, why why is it even a discussion right now to let him possibly fall through the cracks and end up with somebody like Ford or Chevrolet or even possibly start his own team and just say to heck with it, we'll, we'll grab Dodge when they come up to it. If you're Toyota, you're talking to Denny Hamlin saying, let's start a third team with Kyle Busch if we could get sponsors for that. I'm not going to well, say. I, I feel like, though, if that was the case, then he'd stay with Gibbs Primary 4 and have a sponsor right. rather than just staying in Toyota and going to a Gibbs affiliated team and getting a sponsor. I feel like in a situation, he'd be better suited for a sponsor at Gibbs rather than he would with 2311. Right. I would too. And I'm, I'm surprised that, for one, Eminem's is backing out this season. I think they're a good partner with Joe Gibbs, Kyle Bush, and NASCAR. They've been in a sport for a long time. For a very man. long time. And I don't know why they're backing out now, whether it's fiscal or whatnot, but they're just saying we're done. And that that's unfortunate. I, I like, I like, do, I do like seeing Eminem's on the car. And maybe in Talladega, I'll buy me an Eminem's hat because, I mean, I just like their, I like what they bring to the sport. And I'm surprised that another sponsor hasn't jumped on board. I mean, it could be Kyle Busch could sponsor his own car with Rowdy. You never know. Now, will that be beneficial for Kyle Busch? Yes and no. But that's a whole nother topic, I think, down the road, especially as silly season heats up, especially once we start getting into the final quarter and final 10 races of the season when, if at that point he doesn't have a sponsor lined up or he hasn't re-signed with Joe Gibbs, where is he going? What's opening? And where could he possibly end up at the start of 2023? But I don't I don't think – I think the pressure is on, but I don't think it's going to affect his performance on the racetrack. No, I think he's still going to keep digging. You know, he's got something to prove. Um, I don't know. If he doesn't re-sign with Gibbs, I don't know where he would go. I feel like Toyota wants to keep him, so he possibly would go to 2311. I wouldn't say that. I don't think he'd race with his brother. What do you- I could see him racing with his brother. You could? Yeah, I could see that. And Bubba Wallace, yeah. I, I, I could totally see that team happening. But to Charlie's point, if his sponsor hasn't jumped on board with him with Gibbs, what makes you think he, they're going to take a chance with a team in its junior year 
and, and still learning themselves and going with them. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Plus, it might be a conflict of interest with his sponsor, with Rowdy Energy, or his energy drink, Rowdy Energy, being in the same camp as Monster Energy. I don't know, because money talks now. Yeah, for and sure, especially in this sport. Yep, absolutely. That was it. That was Those were the races, the four races this weekend. Gentlemen, what was your race of the weekend and why? I'm going to go cup race. Uh, yeah. Xfinity race didn't hold up to what it normally does, truck race. Same thing. But in the cup race, you had last caution, uh, really made the crew chief scratch their heads. Do you come get tires? Do you stay out? Some elected to come in and take two, four tires, and then some elected to stay out. And I think the stay out was the way to go. Uh, that allowed Elliot to win. So I'm going to have to go with the cup race from this weekend. All right, Charlie, what about you? Race from this pa- race of the weekend from this past weekend. Mike's muted. Yep, yeah, my bad. Uh, race of the week. <laughs> I didn't get to watch the SRX race, but I, you know, I caught all the truck series race, a little bit of the Xfinity. I, I got to go with the cup race as well. I didn't think it was going to be that great of a race until uh, I'd say the last stage. I mean, there was good racing. Don't get me wrong, but everybody stretched out for the most part. There was battles for certain positions, but there, there really wasn't a, a constant battle throughout the field until the, last stage or last half of the third stage when pit strategy became everything that's what made that race was that last stop with six seven laps to go or whatever people taking four tires two tires and then you got people like elliot and maybe the five or six behind him that stayed out and let's fight kyle bush took four tires came back out and started 11th not not for 11th Wound up finishing 20th on four fresh tires. I got to give it to uh, Alan Gustafson, that call. That's a tough name to say, but he made the right call, and it, it got him, Chase, and the rest of that team a win. I, I say the cup race, by all means. Yeah, and considering that's the only race that I watched this weekend, the cup race would do it for me as well. Clean sweep there. We'll have to wait to see for next weekend's races where we're going to have another Road course heavy weekend for NASCAR, Formula One, and IndyCar. For NASCAR, they're racing at Road America for the Xfinity and Cup Series. The Xfinity Series, oh my goodness, I totally messed up there. I was looking ahead of there. The Xfinity Series will be at Road America Saturday, July 2nd at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. And the Cup Series will be at Road America as well Sunday, July 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. The Formula One race from Great Britain will be Sunday, July 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I keep saying it's been on ESPN, but lately it's been on ABC. So check your... The Formula One race? The Formula One race. So check your local listings for where you can catch the Formula One race. Usually it's on... For the past few years, it's been been on ESPN... Sometimes this year has been on ESPN. Just check your local listings. It's either going to be on ABC or ESPN. And finally, we're going to – well, two more races, actually. The Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio will be Sunday, July 3rd at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. A lot of racing this Sunday. F1 Indian Cup Series. And, so. and the SRX will be – We'll be racing July 2nd. I believe that's a Saturday. It at, is. At Stafford Motor Speedway. 
Dirt track, I believe. And that is usually going to, and I think that's going to be on, if I'm not mistaken, uh, CBS. Yeah, CBS is what they air it on. However, when when it comes to the times, I don't know. It's usually around 7 p.m. So check your local listings for that. There's usually a couple of heat races precede that race. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys, whatever one of you wants to go first. Race winners for Formula One Indy, Xfinity Cup, and the SRX Series. Real quick, rapid fire. We'll start off with Charlie. Xfinity Series, going to a road course. I, I, I think, man, Gibbs was fast, but he fell off the last road course they were at. I'm going to go with Gregson. I mean, he's had speed. He's had road course speed, but he hadn't had that road course win this year. So I think he gets it done at Mid-Ohio. I think Junior Motorsports has another strong uh, strong showing. Moving to the cup race, I, I say that's tough because road courses has been a little weird this year. Truex is a good road course racer. I, I'm going to go with Truex in the cup series. You know, now that I, the contract negotiations are behind him. We saw a complete 180 from him this weekend. Ran well, won both the first and second stages. I think he gets it done on the road course this weekend. He's, like I say, he's a good road course racer, so he, he gets his win of the season this weekend and locks himself into the playoffs. F1, Verstappen's on a roll. Uh, you, you can't stop him right now. He gets it done and what makes it two, three in a row. As far as IndyCar, this is always my my what ifs. I, I'm going to go with New Garden. <laughs> it. All right. Fair enough. Good pick. You can pick the same one. Yeah, it's, it's uncouth. You just say, you know one. what? Charles is a smart man. I'm going to go with all his picks. No, no, no. Austin, your turn. No, no. I got I got something else. I got somebody else for the IndyCar race unless Austin picks him. Go ahead, Austin. Oh, and uh, SRX. And SRX. What do you have for XRS? SRX. If I'm not mistaken, you know, Stafford's a dirt track. I'm going to go with Newman. Newman gets his first win at the SRX series. Great pick there. What about you, Austin? Cup, Xfinity, Indy, Formula One, and SRX. Uh, Xfinity on a road course. I'm going to go with Mike Snyder. Uh, he showed a lot of speed the last road course they ran. I know it was in the rain. Got caught Cup, in the wreck. I mean. He did. And it still showed some decent speed. Cup, I might have to go with a low-hanging fruit. Chase Elliott. I was going to pick Truex, but... He won it last year, so... My, my buddy picked Chase Elliott. F1, uh, as always, for Sapping. Indy car, I'm going to go with Colton Herta. Oh, and SRX. The Kenseth. Is he running this one? <laughs> no, he's not. Is he? No, I know I Dave... Know. I know the Blaney... Ryan Blaney Str- and Dave Strader, Strader's running this one, ain't he? He might. I don't I know. know. I, I saw where uh, Justin Marks was running a race. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Justin Marks is going to make his debut. I think, was that not this past weekend? If not, it may be this coming weekend because of a scheduling issue. So, I'm not sure there. I mean, with a dirt track, you obviously got, you know, Tony Stewart's a hothead. I mean, not a hothead, but a hot pick. Oh, he's a little bit of both, but yeah. Yeah, (laughs) right. I'll go with Tony Stewart, dirt track. All right, for IndyCar, I'm going to pick Will Power, Xfinity Race A.J. Allmendinger, Cup Race, Joey Logano, Formula One, George Russell gets his first win at his home Grand Prix. SRX Ryan Hunter Ray. That's going to be your winners for this weekend. You know, talking about SRX. Yeah. You know, I what? can't wait till we see Clint Boyer in the SRX series. I, I think he'd be a good one to to bring yeah. in. He's, he's drove for Stewart in the past. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I just think that'd be a good one to bring in. He's got dirt track history, too. Yeah. There's a lot of good he, That's what he come up on. So, I'd like to see, uh, you know, Clint Boyer in, in the SRS series. And plus, I'm kind of getting tired of him in the booth. I'm not going to lie. Well, he's out of the booth now. I'm about to say he's out of the booth now. Yeah, for a while. Well, you know, for forever. But anyway. But I, I miss Haley Deegan in the SRX series. I liked her in the SRX series. I thought she ran better She'll be there. back at Nashville, I think. Yeah, but I miss her there every week. I and bet I, you do miss her. I, I do miss Haley Deegan. Caroline! No. Caroline! <laughs> yeah, I was wanting to go to the SRX uh, race in Nashville again this year, but I got other plans, so... Got to come mash a button and say, you're clear inside. What oh, is that, 23rd? No, the 9th. Oh, oh, I didn't know you was planning on coming, but I appreciate that, buddy. Well, that's nice of you guys. But it hey, is. Anything- it's awfully wide of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Nah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I already got the fantasy standards pulled up. Okay, Austin's got the question of the week, and I got this week in NASCAR. Let's go ahead and get into it. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. I'm sure I put Austin on the spot there saying you have sure the question did. of the I saw week. Like, man, I, I never have a question of the week. All right. pretty, sure, pretty sure there's a pile of poop in the bottom of that seat right now. <laughs> Well, either way, we got our uh, fantasy standings for rambling about racing, our this week in NASCAR, and our question of the week coming up here before we wrap up this episode of rambling about racing. It's glad if you guys have stuck with us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube Live. Really do appreciate it. Or on your regular podcast platform, driving to work or driving to wherever. Glad you have joined us. It's a fun bringing you guys this show. It's fun doing this with Charlie. And Austin and Preston when he's here. And, you know, just glad that we can um, get together, talk racing. Like Jerry said, just kind of like, what do you say, bench talk racing? And, and, and that's that's really the whole point of the show is just to talk about racing, get the word out there for everything, just like Jerry did with what's going on there with Dylan. Really do really looking forward to that. We're going to leave it up to you guys. You guys want – does Charlie want to start off? You, you can go first. I'll go, and then Austin can go to give him, you know, a minute to right. uh, clean his horse. Or, or think of a question of a week. But Thank you. But for, this, but for this week in NASCAR, we go to June 27, 1965. Kel Yarbrough drives Kenny Myler's four to his first career NASCAR Grand National win at Valdesta, Georgia. 
Yalboro takes an 18-lap lead from the finish when the engine problems in J.C. Spencer's bid for victory. And that happened on, that was Kelly Yarbrough's first NASCAR Grand National win, June 27th, 1965. Now, Charlie, your fantasy standings, and again, disclaimer here, I was out of town all weekend, and I totally forgot to Uh-oh. do the fantasy standings. So this, yeah, it's, you're, you're definitely out of it now. No, I'm not out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's, like, that's like the second week in a row or third week in a row. Yeah, I keep hearing the same excuse. And there, there's a trend going here. Okay. I, I forgot to make my picks. I was out of town. Well, well, first of all, I mean, looking at the standings now, I'm not horribly off. I need to get back in the gear, but I still can squeak out a top you're, five here. You're, yeah, but top five is not that $100 card. Well, I can't. Again, we're not eligible for the hundred dollar card if you're the host. It doesn't matter if I win it. I'll pick who to give it to. And then if you lose it, you got to do something. Pick by not that. The, not either. I mean, yeah, you you do. Do. Charlie's not a team player or a, a fan of. I'll ever call Charlie Herkus a non-team not player. Fair. I'm the biggest team player there is. Not if you don't. I'm just not wearing team. some stupid shirt all season long <laughs> or some stupid freaking. It was a hat. Dumbass hat all year long. You're you're just upset, Charlie. It's okay. You're just mad because you're not even in the top five in fantasy standings. <laughs> I never was in the top five. And, and to be honest with I you. Think you hit top five once in the very next race. You were like, oh, never mind. That was short lift. Yeah, and I thought you said, I'm going to catch you by the all-star race. Yeah. I'm going to get you by the all-star, I, I by the all-star race. I'm going to be up there. Just well, yeah, you, okay. Austin, Austin, stay out of it. This isn't your fight. <laughs> I don't make me Tony Stewart, you. Okay, you, you ain't the all-star race. That's the turning point. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Okay. Yeah, anyway, you're, you're 100%. 100%. read the fantasy. Damn fantasy. We're, we're really going to start. <laughs> you know, we're really just going to read off the top 10 here because 43 and me is Z Clue 7. I, yeah, I don't think they've made a choice all year. No. I, well, so, they, they made a choice, obviously, but they, they stopped. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 10th is B93 with 2,176. Ninth is the Toyota Racing Banner Summers Racing with 2187. Eighth is the Ford Racing Banner with Smoke and Woody with 2511. Uh, seventh is our wonderful seat number one, Matt Beamer, with 2688 points. Sixth is the Chevrolet Racing Banner Super Sumo 32 with 2,864 points. So, pretty much a 200 point gap between seventh and sixth before, you know, and only one point to keep in Super Sumo out of the top five, which is currently held by SMR Operations 2865. Fourth is SMR R&D, 2,876 points. Third is S-Blades with 2,898 points. Second is Matt Camper with 3,019 uh, points. And then I'm still holding the lead, and I got to stretch it out a little bit after this weekend's races. It turned out pretty good with 3,142 points. So I got about a 123-point gap right now. Hey. I mean, you, you deserve it. I, I haven't been oh, I Johnny. I, I, haven't, I haven't been Johnny. It's a more recent while. I'll just give away the card at the end of the year and be like, hey, guys, uh, first person to comment, Charles Hurgis is the best race car driver ever, gets the card. You don't want people to lie. No. Let's not lie. You want them to earn it, man. Just because I don't have the money 
that some of these other people has had, and I haven't had the opportunities. Like me, and you both know some people that have had opportunities. Oh yes, sir, oh, we do. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten <laughs> ugly real quick in qualifying, um, but or practice. But anyway, or loading uh, it off the trailer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, moving on, uh, Austin. Question of the week, son. Yeah, what you got? What's our question of the week this week? So I heard him talk about it over the weekend about Justin Allgaier. If given the opportunity, does Justin Allgaier move up the cup or does he stay in the Xfinity Series? All right. Fair enough question right there. Uh, we have to wait till I'll next week. No, no. I'll wait till no, next, no, next week. The question always, of the week we is always, for next episode. That's right. God. I was just kidding. I raised my hand. Well, gentlemen, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to show up to the show again. I know it's kind of a late show. I, I think that's why we had a, such low viewership. I mean, it's 10 o'clock my time, uh, 9 o'clock your time, quarter past 9 your time. So really do appreciate you guys showing up, taking the time to do this. Uh, got to get ready for bed. Got to get to go back to the real world and go back to work tomorrow. So it should be fun. But, uh, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here? No, a lot of racing this coming up weekend for multiple series. So y'all, yep. y'all watch it. Yeah, set your DVRs and stay let tuned. and stay in touch with us on all social media platforms. We usually one of us is usually on our major platforms, except for YouTube during the race. We're usually on Facebook or Twitter talking about the race. So interact with us. We really would appreciate it. But uh, once again, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here? No, sure, I'm good. Charlie, I, I'm good, buddy. Let's uh, let's end this and. Call it a night and move on to next week's episode. Sounds good, man. Couldn't have said any, couldn't have said it any better myself. And with that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week, whether on your regular podcast platform, Burns Radio, or joined us on Facebook, Twitter, or Facebook Live, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Live. I should say. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Sandra to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do for not only for the Burns Radio, but for us here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow us on. Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, and those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. Special thanks to Jerry for promotion of what he did there for Dillon Motor Speedway. And make sure to go check it out if you're in the area on July 9th. For Charlie Herkus, Austin Reeves, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.